the Vermins were the least intelligent pirates in the universe. Numerous. They're omnipresent but incorporeal. But when they brought down our fifth colony ship, I think they became something much more united. It's hard to say how. Vermin Invasion has an entire voice story and you can buy it for a dollar for Windows and Linux. Just download Vermin Invasion in the description of the podcast below. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the episode of Big Buddy Life, the most hype podcast of all time. Today, I got Coach Rose, who's my basketball coach, believe it or not. How you doing, Coach? Doing good, Dave. How about you, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So, Mr. Rose has... I'm going to call him Mr. Rose for now, but he's played, like, through the NFL and stuff. You know, it's like, how how was that? Like, did you, like what teams did you play for? Like, can you elaborate a little bit, like, who you are, you know? I was in camp with the 49ers as well as the New York Giants. Awesome, awesome. And then that's – how did you, like, get into football? Like, you know what I mean? Like, to get it that far, let's take it back a little bit. How did you start football? Uh, so, growing up in my neighborhood in North Carolina, um, a lot of kids my age and to just fit in you had to sort of play all the sports that everybody else played so um football was real big and basketball was real big believe it or not uh-huh. I was a bigger basketball fan than I was football so I started playing football in 1979 on a little league level um and then progressed my way on up I stopped playing Um, Coach, you're breaking up for me. Hello? One sec. There's like four red bars. Give it one sec. Sorry. Um, Can you say something real quick? Coach? So we'll pause the recording. Yeah, let me just continue. So yeah, I'm gonna continue continuing the discussion. Basically, you started off at basketball, and then what happened to there? So uh, once I got into the tenth grade, I realized I wasn't getting any taller. Again, all the neighborhood kids were playing football, so I just decided to go back to football. Um, I wanted to go play uh, running back, but playing running back wasn't feasible because there were so many good players in front of me on the depth chart. So I found myself playing offensive line, um, which I I pretty much excelled at. I was pretty good, but I was always undersized. Um, By the time I got to my senior year, my main focus really at that particular time was uh, military because I'd taken ROTC throughout my entire high school career Um, and focused on my grades. That was the key, just focusing on my grades. Uh, making sure that I had some options available to me just with my grades. Um, so instead of getting a football scholarship right out of college, I mean, right out of high school, I went straight to the military, went to the Army, did four years in the Army, uh-huh. played football while I was in the Army. So I got the love of football again uh, while being in the military. Uh, I had a former uh, player who played for the Cincinnati Bengals. He was an officer in the, Air, in the Army. He came to me and said, hey, looks like you can play some football to this day. So wow. after four years of the Army, I got out, went to college, went to Appalachian State, was there for one year. And right after that is when I had my uh, 
NFL opportunities. And then I played some arena football as well. Oh, thanks. So you took like a completely different route than like a lot of people did. You know what I mean? Instead of going right. like straight to college and stuff. Do you do you think like do you, did being in the army like have any like values installed in you that you still use today? Yes. That was key to my uh, growth, I would say, uh, because it taught me discipline. It taught me teamwork. It taught me things that you do on any team um, that you're going to be successful on. If you're going to be successful you know, on a basketball team, you have to have some discipline. You have to have some some esprit de corps, which is some, some group attitude mentality. Uh, you have to have some mental toughness, which is what I had to go through in the military. Uh, so yeah, that the military is sort of the foundation of everything that I've done in football um, and for the most part in life. Definitely, definitely, I got you. Playing offensive lineman, like what? what's like probably like, do you have any tips for that maybe like for anyone who's trying to do that? <laughs> Get as big as you can and be as athletic as you can <laughs> because um, bottom line is you're gonna run into uh, all types of athletes that play defensive line. Yeah. So then you also have linebackers that are coming. So you, you just have to be able to keep your head on the swivel and be as big as you possibly can, as strong as you possibly can, and uh, as smart as you possibly can. Um, the thing about playing offensive line, and I train offensive linemen right now, uh -huh. I tell them all the game changes all the time. So there was a point in time in the NFL where the linemen – weren't so big. They were smaller guys, but they were the meanest guys around. And uh -huh. then they transitioned to being the, the big, tall guys. And so now what you have are the big, huge, strong guys. And so football transitions yearly. So that's where we are now with football and offensive line. I got a question when that's like, okay, I don't know much about football. It's so like my bad coach, but what do you mean get bigger? Like, do you mean like weight room and stuff because i know a lot of people that mistake that but like eating you know like what, what's your way of like getting bigger it's a little bit of both so um i tell people i have kids all the time that come to me coach i need to gain weight how do i gain weight well everything that they tell you not to do when you're trying to lose weight you just do the exact opposite so you don't eat late at night when you're trying to lose weight so i tell all the kids that want to gain weight eat two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches drink a big glass of milk and go to bed um, eat more potatoes, eat more bread, eat more carbs. Um, but the key to that is you got to work out as well. Yeah. So the eating part will definitely put the weight on you, but you still have to do your conditioning to keep keep that weight lean. Now, when you're in the weight room, uh, in the weight room, if you want to continue to get bigger or you want to burn that fuel in your body and, and become more muscular, um, what you have to do is lift heavier weights. Um, some people go in there, we, we, back in college, we called it our beach workout. That's when we did light weights, a lot of reps, and that would tone you up and have you looking good so you can walk around with your shirt off on the beach. But then we would also have our regular heavy workouts, which put the muscle mass on you. Yeah. I got you with that. Do you think like, how do I say this? So offensive linemen, like I know you said it's supposed to be big and stuff, but like, do you believe like 
do you believe like it's better to like safely gain like graduates like peanut butter sandwiches because i know a lot of people like at least from what i've seen personal experience if you correct me if i'm wrong um but like they just eat a lot of junk food right and then they just work out like is that what, what what's your recommendations on that i just want to hear your outtake on that so this is another thing that i tell young men on um, that play basketball and you might have heard this at practice one day yeah as a athlete as an athlete, you have to treat yourself like a salesman. Yes, sir. And the thing that you're selling is your body. You're selling your body to the yes, college scouts or recruits. You're also selling yourself to your high school coach up to these professional coaches and scouts and, and recruiters. And what I mean by selling yourself is you have a product. The product is you. And so you ask yourself, if you're going to go into Walmart, are you going to grab the television that has the beat up box? <laughs> it looks like it's been thrown around. That's not been taken care of. Are you going to grab the crisp, clean box that looks like it's been taken care of? Mm. As a shopper, as a consumer, you're going to purchase the yeah. one that looks good because you don't want to have a problem six months down the road, a few months down the road that says, okay, well, Gosh, I could have picked the other box that would have been better. Well, Definitely. same thing with an athlete. You take care of your body because when that college scout comes to look at you mm -hmm. and he's going to compare you to the other boxes, quote unquote, and that's the other young man that's on the basketball court or on the football field. If your body looks better and you look, you've taken care of yourself and you, you've Definitely. slept the right way and ate the right way, then those are the guys that they're going to give the opportunities to uh, from a scholarship standpoint. And, and those are the same guys that are going to get the opportunities on the next level to play in the NBA or NFL. That's so it's all about taking care of your, of your product. Mm -hmm. What made you like go from, like what made you want to coach? You know what I mean? Like, cause you started off with like football then like, Military, what made you want to like start coaching like actual like you know kids and stuff like what what got you into that so right when i came home when i when i was released released from the uh football football team back in the day when i went out to san francisco new york um i was released and i came home and i went back over to my old high school and talked to my old high school coach and he said hey you're not doing anything why don't you come over here and help out coach so that was what uh, happened. I, I spoke to my old high school coach's guy named Jeff Smouse, who I'm real, real, real close and um, dear to it to my heart to this very day. I still talk to Coach Smouse on the regular, but um, he uh, he basically said, come coach over here with me. And that was the beginning of my coaching career. Um, so just from that, I have coached on every level um, with the exception of college, I've done some pro, I've done some arena, I've done high school, middle school. Um, What's your favorite level to teach? I'm just wondering. Um, right now, over the last, I would say the last eight to 10 years, I would say the best level for me to teach is the younger kids because my focus now is just teaching fundamentals. Mm -hmm. um, I, I had an experience coaching uh, some young men on an arena team, and there were some things that they did not do well from a fundamental standpoint. So after that experience on one of my arena teams, I decided that, you know what, I want to go back to the grassroots. 
and teach young men and women how to play fundamentally sound football. Definitely. So uh, I started an organization called Football Fundamentals 52 because 52 was my number when I played. But I started an organization, and what we do is we focus on teaching kids the fundamentals of football. Yeah. Definitely. So is that like still – is how long have you been coaching for? Like is it still going on? What, my organization or just period? Uh, your organization or like – yeah. Uh, my organization started in 2013. Oh, dang, so, that's crazy. Yeah, so what we do is we do football camps. Uh, we do showcases, which we help some of the better athletes get into college. Uh, we have a mentoring program. We have an education department. Uh, we have a sports ministry department. Uh, so we do so many different things in my football program. Uh, what about, like, because I'm just wondering about this. Like, I, I, know, I know I'm asking you this question. You coach my team, but – have you ever thought of, like maybe coaching basketball like now i know you're coaching like, our team but like at a higher level you know where it's like people who like take it seriously because you said basketball was like your first thing you liked right like have you ever thought of that or maybe is it just football for you um well because i wound up spending my life playing football mm. I, I sort of gravitated to coaching that because you know um I'm a student of whatever game that I decide to be a part of basketball football baseball whatever and i and i played baseball as well I played tennis before, I played soccer before, uh, wrestled before, but um, just sort of gravitated to football more so than anything. So I've coached some little league basketball and I've coached some high school basketball, um, but never anything outside of high school basketball um, because I was always involved in some type of football program. Mm, I got you. Yeah, so I feel what you mean. Like if you've been playing football your whole life, you're probably going to focus more on that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Definitely. Is this what you want to keep doing, coaching? Or is it like, because the thing with coaching is you can do that at any age. You know what I mean? Like, you can be, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, oh, coaches who are old. Is this, like, your one passion? Or, like, do you plan on maybe, like, doing some other, you know what I mean? Like, what's your thing? Well, I'll say this. Um, of course, you know EJ. Um, of course. And when he passed last year, it sort of took something yeah. out of me. I got you, yeah. Because um, I was used to, I, I had coached EJ up until his high school career. Definitely. And and for me, um, coaching him, coaching his buddies, coaching his peers, um, I just had joy in that. And then I stepped away because I wanted to let him uh, get the opportunity to be coached by others. So I actually sort of fell back from coaching a little bit over the last few years. Um, but now I think my calling and I think what EJ would want me to do is to continue to coach and continue to work with young men and women in sports, period. So that's why when you guys called me and asked me what I coached, I, I immediately accepted because I just feel like that's what he would want me to do. So um, I think coaching is going to be something I do for quite some time now um, until one day I decide that it's not something I want to do anymore. I got you. Like, you, I, I get what you mean. Like, you're doing it, like, as long as, you know, maybe you can take it, of course. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. You move on. What's, exactly. Yeah. What's your, like, how do I say What's What's your, like, how do I say How do I word this? Sorry, I'm better wording this. Like, what's, like, your champion mindset? What's the mindset you think every athlete, or not even just athlete, but, like, someone who wants to take things far? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you took it to the NFL. Like, 
You know, be like, what type of things do you think that is? You know, like, what's the mindset? Effort. You have to put out maximum effort. You have to work hard. Um, again, I used to tell people, and I would break down the numbers as to what being in the NFL meant. So I would, this is the story I would tell people. There are 1,696 active roster spots in the NFL. How many? 53. Um, I mean, 53 players on 32 teams. 1,696 roster spots. Dang. That's everyone. That's uh, out of everyone in the world, too. Huh? That's like everyone in the world is trying to get that spot. So, like, you know what I mean? So, it's very – So, you take just for instance, 100 D1 schools that have 70 players on their team. So now you're looking at 7,000 players. That's just D1. And then you take another 7,000 from D2 and another 5,000 from D3 and then another 2,500 from Division One AA. Mm. Then you take another 500 from Canadian uh, football and another 5,000 from Arena football. Um, and then you just take another miscellaneous thousand that are playing overseas or wherever. So now you have well over, you, you have about 100,000 players or close to 100,000 players that are trying to get these 1,696 roster spots. It's well, a 1%. It's 1%. Yeah, well, the thing is, even with those 1,096 roster spots, you guys got, you have guys like Tom Brady who held one of those spots for years. You have guys who've been in the league. So what you really look at is there are only, of those 1,696 roster spots, there may only be 300 spots available. Yeah. So then you take the guys who went through the draft, um, you factor in seven rounds of 32 teams. So that's – you're already over 200 – 200 roster spots right there. If, uh-huh. if those guys make the team. So it, it's just tough. But I used to tell people, so the chance of you making it to the NFL is slim to none. But now what I tell people is you can make the NFL. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to what I said previously, taking care of your product. You have to sleep right. You have to eat right. You have to be smart in school. You have to get your education. You have to do everything right to make that to get that opportunity, to create that opportunity for yourself. Yeah. Because if you're a straight-A student and you're a quality athlete, you're a solid athlete, there's a college that's going to give you an opportunity just because you're going to help that team's GPA out. Definitely, yeah. That's your, yeah. But you can be the best athlete and have horrible grades and the coach doesn't want you. Mm. I got so, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I just, really think of it like you know, that. Like you, 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 Wait, sorry, you broke up for a sec, coach. Give me one sec. <laughs> one second. I think it's my internet. It says your internet connection stable, so it might be mine. Okay, can you hear me better, coach? Hello? Yep, you good. Okay, my bad. Sorry. I, th- I thought I lost you for a second there. Yeah. So, yeah, I get what you mean by that. Like, with that mentality, you know, you got to – do everything around the athletes like do you think because you said you had high grades do you think that might have helped you out a lot like was that one of your things because i know 
It did. Because once I got out of the military, I was immediately able to go to college um, because I'd already had the SAT score. I'd already had the grade, the core grade average. But those were things that I didn't have to worry about uh, still going to college. And that was even after the military. Uh-huh. I got you. Yeah. So, but because I was asking you that because I know a lot of athletes, coach, like way too many who they're good at the sport, right? But they completely throw their grades away and they say like, what, what do you mean? Like I'm making the NFL. I don't need to like work on sports, you know, work on basketball or I just need to work on football. You know what I mean? Vice versa or whatever. So like right. wh- what's your, what's your saying to that? Like, cause I know it's like really hard to convince people like you're like, it's a, it's a small chance. Like I, I know you said like you like tell people that they can't make it, but even at the end of the day, there's still a, like only a small percentage make it and it sucks. But what's your like saying to those people? Cause I know a lot of people just like throw their grades away, not care. Cause they all think they're well, making the league. Or, the thing know? is you have to look at the big picture and the big picture says, so yes, maybe you're the best athlete in, around. And maybe you are going to go straight to the NBA or straight to the NFL. But what happens if you tear out your knee or you blow out a hamstring and you can't play anymore? You still need to have something to back follow back up on, which is an education, which means you can go get a regular job. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, that's a good point. I know like a lot of people like, you're making the lead. What do you mean? I'm going to make millions of dollars. Like, there's no point in me doing all this work. And then they throw it off. And I'm like, brother, you're not even going to get to play. And, you know, it just, it just messes everything up for sure. Definitely. Well, there's no reason. It, 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 how can you go get a $10 million contract if you're not smart enough to even count your own money? <laughs> that's that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, if, if I asked them that, they'd say, like, they have agents and stuff. That's what they would say. And those are the ones who lose their money to those agents. That's true. I know there's a lot of like every person like, for example, Allen Iverson, like he got he was broke for a little bit. You know what I mean? Because yeah. with the rebook, I mean, he's he got his money now because friend guard, but like still like it's definitely something, something different for sure. Yeah, exactly. Where do you think you got your like, what's your most positive like? Because, like, I've had a lot of athletes on before. Like, for example, they said, like, oh, it was my coach. Oh, it was my dad. Oh, it was my mom. You know what I mean? Like, what was yours? Um, I'd say a combination of things um, between my mom and my coach. Uh, what was it? Like, what, what was it that you, like, got from them? Or, like, you know what I mean? Well, I grew up the youngest of four. And I watched my mom as a single parent, take uh-huh. care of all four of us. So that's where I got the drive for the hard work. Now, even though her and my father were divorced, my father is still the hardest working man that I know. Um, he worked very hard. So that's where I got that that asset from, um, being, being a hard worker. Um, but my coach, he was a father figure as well. And, you know, my football coach is responsible for me having my very first car in high school. Uh, my football coach is the one that when I got out of the military, reached out to me and said, hey, let me help you get into college. And when I finished playing, he said, hey, come back over here and work with me coaching kids. So he's been very instrumental in my growth as a man, um, as well as a football player and a football coach. So I would say between my mom and just my family support. 
uh, my mom, my dad, my uh, my football coach. Um, now my my children, my wife. You know, those are the people that support me and and keep me where I need to be. Uh, so you know, I, I have a, I have a lot of few things like you know I, I I'm that guy. If I was to win the Heisman Trophy or something like that, it's not just one person I can thank other than God, but I, I'd have so many people to thank who helped me along the way. And again, um, you know, that's including my family, my mom, my dad, my my coaches, my spouse, my children. You know, EJ was a huge catalyst in me continuing to be a part of sports. Um, and I, if I have to say anybody after watching what he went through, uh, if anybody is my hero, it would be EJ. Yeah. I got you. Like, you know, um, it was, it was inspiring. Like seeing like as a kid, he fought through that with so much positivity. You know what I mean? Like that was something that was really inspiring to us all for sure. Yeah, definitely. During COVID, like what was probably like your best like coaching advice, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you did that much coaching during COVID. Like, did you? Yeah. yeah what so, was like the way of like doing like not as much now because like I feel like everyone's kind of doesn't really care about the pandemic. But like before, what was their way of teaching like offensive linemen football players? You know, from a coach's perspective, we we did virtual training. So I would log on to a Zoom call every afternoon and give all the players that would log on different exercises, and we would do them. Uh, it was just simple like that. What about like those people who didn't have like weight rooms and stuff? Would you just make them do like body weight exercises? Like what's up? Yeah, and that's exactly what we did: body weight exercises. Mm. Are you are you big on weights? Like, do you believe in like body weight, like just in general? Yes, I'm very big on lifting weights. Oh, okay. Because do you believe it stunts your growth? Though I'm actually interested in that. No, it doesn't. No, not even like squatting at a young age, coach. Well, if you're too young, then no, you should not be doing it. I don't believe in any weightlifting before um, the age of 14 or 15. Like, what about 7th or 8th grade? 7th to 8th grade, um, do as many push-ups and sit-ups as possible. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I would just I just wanted your take on that because, like, I feel like everyone has something different on that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely some. Yeah, it's definitely, like, something different. But – Coach, I think we went over just about everything in this podcast. Anything else you maybe want to say? No, man. Uh, I appreciate you having me on, Dave. I really um, appreciate everything that you've done uh, as far as what EJ, um, the little video you did for EJ. Oh, you saw um, that? Yep. Um, I appreciate the uh, your interaction with the – or your uh, your input and – Everything with the basketball team, um, just allowing me to still be a part of all of EJ's real close friends' uh, lives. So I just appreciate everything that you've done, man, and I hope you continue to uh, grow in sports um, as far as your academics as well. Uh, you know, I look forward to seeing the type of man you turn out to be five, ten years down the road. I, I think you have a, a bright future ahead of you. And I, and I look forward to still being coached to you 10, 20 years from now. For sure, Coach. And thank you so much for that. And also, like, thank you for signing up, like, you know, late notice. You know what I mean? Like, thank you so much for that. Uh, no problem, buddy. Thank you.
Would you? Would you? This is more of a dribble. Would you ever let me run four out? Yeah, four down. Yes, you can. Over Jack and Tavion? <laughs> Not over them, Dave. Dave, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to run it, but just I got guards who can do that kind of thing. Jack and Tavion. All right, it's fine. It's fine. All right, all right, man. I'm gonna. Cause I was talking to them today. They're like, Dave, you can't run four. I'm like, bro, a lot. Hey, Dave. Yes, sir. Dave, will yes, you get your attempts from the elbow? Yeah. Okay, because I told you every time you get it at the elbow, what are you supposed to do? I'm supposed to shoot. Turn and shoot. Turn and shoot. Turn and shoot. Don't yes, dribble, put the ball up, turn and uh -huh. shoot. Okay, I got you. Yeah, and no, I just want to run a four down because I'm like, yo, I can like take the ball up. You know what I mean? That'd be pretty fun. <laughs> I tell you what, Dave, I'm going to give you an opportunity to run it. For real? If you get, if you get ripped, then you okay. can no longer ever run four down again. I'll never run four down if I get rid. That's that's fair. <laughs> All right, All right that's a that's a, that's a deal. That's fair. Let's do it. That'll be good. But <laughs> All right, <buddy. laughs> they're gonna hold me to it. Like I joke about it. Like a, we have like a group chat style. Like we joke about it. But like I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna convince them to do it one time. Especially like you know, it's all it's obviously just like a rec league for fun. You know what I mean? But still, like it'll be we could have run it for sure. I, I'm gonna let you do it. I, I, I'll call it for you. All right, man. That'll be that'll be that'll be fun to do. All right, but anyways, um, coach, I'm gonna wrap up the podcast real quick, guys. If you really, if you want a really, really good energy drink, make sure you check out my sponsor, Rogue Energy. My code Big Boy One Two Three. And also, I know y'all saw the different. There's a different type of ad at the beginning of the video. I mean, the podcast. Sorry, that was my new ad deal I signed. It was for a video game, so definitely make sure you guys check that video game out. It's really fun. You know, I played. It's also in the link in the description, so make sure you go check that out. And yeah, um, I'll see you guys in the next episode and yeah, peace.